This is MIA2K Podcast, and we are your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We are your pilots, Kathy and Laura, two fun-seeking girls with obsessive fandom tendencies taking you on a ride through the Hallyu wave from our perspective as opinionated, grown Latina fans from Miami. Before we close the cabin doors, make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you like to watch, our in-flight podcast video is available on YouTube and Spotify. Once we reach our cruising altitude, we'll be serving one thing and one thing only, piping hot tea. We're ready to fly into today's topic with our hot and sunny takes. So fasten your seatbelts, sit back, relax, and prepare for takeoff. Hi, everyone. So last year, we celebrated 30 years of what is generally acknowledged to be the birth of K-pop when Sota G and Boys debuted on a music show with the song Na Na Da Yo, or I Know. To have some fun with the celebration, we baptized K-pop with the name King Poppy last year and gave it a personality, shared its history, and we also played games as any good Korean show would. Now for this year's birthday, we enlisted the help of some friends to celebrate the evolution of the music that took over our lives by storm. Today's episode is going to be both fun and maybe a little bit controversial <laughs> because we're going to be, uh, we're going to share each generation the song. We're going to be showcasing and playing a small clip of one top song from each generation, and we'll share with you how each of the songs were selected. Now, before we start, we want to thank some collaborators whom we reached out to for help to make this episode come to life. Since we basically wanted to cover each generation of K-pop, but we ourselves have only been around the scene for about three years, we wanted to reach out to the experts. So we want to give our deep, deep thanks to... For Gen 1, we want to thank Shannon and Angelica over at Ask Me About K-Pop. For Gen 2, we want to thank Chris and Chan over at CCTV Pops. And for Gen 3, we want to thank our friends over at Official K-Pop Highway Radio. Thank you so much for your contributions. We'll be listing all of their handles in the description, so please go follow them. The second thing we want to do before jumping in is to encourage you to think of a song that you yourself would pick as the top for each generation. And if you're new to K-pop, this is the perfect episode for you to learn how K-pop started and evolved to become what it is today. So I guess before we start, we should do a little quick refresher on the beginnings of K-pop and how the generations are typically divided. If you wanna learn more about this, actually, you can check our episode from last year called K-pop Turns 30 Years Old Today. Yes. So in that episode, we mentioned all of this in more detail, but again, just a quick, quick bullet point of what it is that we want to, or what inspired the idea for today. So K-pop was born with the formation of the group Soteji and Boys in 1992. There are some other people who consider uh, other acts before them the real beginning of K-pop or people after, but this is kind of the general consensus of everyone attributes K-pop to Soteji and Boys. Soteji was actually into rock and heavy metal, but he wanted to try something new. And here we are <laughs> 31 years later and our whole lives were turned upside down because this one man wanted <laughs> to try something new. <laughs> that, when I want to try something new, it never really has this, this level of consequence, impact and ripples to this level. So one of the people in the group Soteji and Boys is Yang Hyunsuk, which is Papa YG, basically like the owner, founder, CEO of YG Entertainment. 
And the other uh, member of the Sota GM voice was uh, Ijuno. He was a dancer for the group. And so was Papa YG. So the three of them formed the group with Sota G as the lead singer and songwriter. And Yang and Lee were backup vocals, dancers, and choreographers. And their debut song, Na Nara Yo, which means I know, premiered on a talent show on April 11, 1992, which is why we considered April 11th is the birth of K-pop. She's in her 30s like us she is yeah exactly any <laughs> any any young ones who want to come for us for being k-pop fans like mama we were there for the beginning so <laughs> we we literally like she's our homegirl king poppy yeah. is our literal homegirl mm -hmm. she went to school with us pretty much she was a freshman but it's fine <laughs> so, yeah um, actually you you went to high school pretty young so technically It'd oh be yeah closer. it'd be closer it'd be closer. true yeah look at look at how the conversation from this weekend came in handy <laughs> <laughs> for this recording <laughs> okay so now with all of the refreshers out of the way let's jump right into the music and we're going in order so of course we're going to start with gen one short disclaimer there are some variations to which years begin and end a generation so we'll share with you the year ranges that we're going to go with for each of them okay Is everybody ready to be controversial yet brave today? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. Okay. Laura, let's go. Okay. First things first, the Gen 1 rage we're covering today is from 97 to 2002. I, I laugh because I just remember that there's some idols that we like who were born in 2002. Anyway. The 97 um, line heard you loud and clear right now. <laughs> They heard their name. Yeah. <laughs> To find Gen 1's The Song, we reached out to Ask Me About K-Pop, an educational K-Pop podcast. A little bit about them. Have you ever been curious about K-Pop but don't know where to start? Or are you a huge K-Pop fan with no one else to geek out with about it? <laughs> Lucky for you, best friends Shannon and Angelica love talking about K-Pop more than anything. Laura and I reached out to Shannon and Angelica for their pick, and this is what they had to say. We talked about this, and I think we both agree that if it's only one song, then it has to be H.O.T. Candy. Because it truly created the mold for all Korean boy groups that came after, and it's still such a good song as evidenced by its resurgence with the NCT version. Literally, that just came out like three months ago. Yeah. Shannon also added, but also just because I'm extra and cannot just leave it at that because I love first gen music. Then my personal personal fave list of songs I listen to a lot is Lula, three four that came out in 1996, Baby Box Get Up in 1999, God's Road from 2000, Oceans More Than Words from 2001, Milk's Come to Me from 2001 as well, and UN's Wave from 2002. With all that said, let's hear a snippet of HOT's Candy. I actually like understand the logic uh, that Shannon and Helica used because if you think about it, all of the covers that I've seen, the costuming is very similar mm -hmm. and the choreography too. So like it transcends literal generations, which I think makes it a really good the song of the first gen. I did like a quick search and just in the little quick five minutes, 
I found six covers and two by some of the biggest groups from later generations like Big Bang and Shiny. So that's crazy. Super crazy. The fact that the costume in this always the same is like actually mind blowing because I don't it's it's iconic. So and now that we celebrated Gen 1, let's give Gen 2 its flowers with our next guest. So the Gen 2 range that we're covering today is from 2003 to 2011. To find Gen's 2, the song, we reach out to CCTV Pops, the nonstop pop show. A little bit about them. Hi, we're Chris and Chan, hosts of the global pop music podcast, CCTV, the nonstop pop show. As music industry professionals with experience both on stage as dancers and performers and behind the scenes at record labels and in music publishing, we know a great deal about the crazy music industry. On our show, we look at and listen to pop music, old, new, near and far, and discuss and react to the business decisions and creative choices made. Join us as we take a deep dive into the amazing world of pop music. We asked Chris and Chan for their pick and here's what they had to say. After much discussion, we have decided to choose Wonder Girls Nobody as the song of Gen 2. This song is important for many reasons. First and foremost, it was the first K-pop song to enter the Billboard Hot 100, paving the way for other Korean artists to make their mark in the Western market. Additionally, the Wonder Girls were the first K-pop group to perform on U.S. television, appearing on So You Think You Can Dance and the Wendy Williams Show. Nobody was also one of the first K-pop songs to go viral and inspire dance covers, which helped to increase the group's visibility and popularity. Its success led to the unprecedented opportunities for the group, including a movie on Nickelodeon and touring with the Jonas Brothers. Moreover, Nobody was one of the first K-pop songs to have a full English translation version, making it more accessible to English-speaking audiences. The song itself was a perfect adaptation of the 60s Motown sound, which was having a resurgence in Western popular culture at the time. The catchy hook, hand claps, and sparkles were all production choices that were smartly executed and the rap at the end made for a great ending. Finally, the dance was super simple and memorable, which helped to further the song's popularity. All of these factors make Nobody not only a fantastic song, but also an extremely important song in the history of K-pop. It is the song of Gen 2. Chris and Chan said, let's drop the mic. <laughs> so with that said, <laughs> let's hear a snippet of Wonder Girls' Nobody. Oh, I'm excited. Nobody, nobody, So that was my first time listening to the song. And I think the movie, not the movie, the music video was like a movie. It was a whole ass experience. And with a very unexpected guest, literally, we were both like, what? So you guys should really check it out. All I want to say about it is I'm really surprised that they have the rap at the end of the song instead of at the beginning or like in the middle of it, which is typically what we see today more in the formula. So that's true. Definitely I was a very striking difference. Very. So we've done Gen 1. We've done Gen 2. And now things are going to get dicey with Gen 3. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's have some fun. <laughs> let's. So the Gen 3 range we're covering today is from 2012 to 2017. To find Gen 3 the song, we reached out to K-pop Highway Radio. A little bit about them. 
We're K-pop Highway Radio, serving Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. We believe that K-pop has the power to unite fans from all over the world and help us find something in common. We spread the love of K-pop by giving away a ton of K-pop albums, merch, concert tickets, and more in our K-pop giveaways to a station fan club members. We love K-pop, and we want to share it with the world. We asked the K-pop Highway Radio team for their Gen 3 song pick, and since they're a radio station, they, they said, and we quote, that's like asking a parent to choose which child is their favorite. <laughs> so instead of sending us one song, they sent a whole playlist of roughly 50 songs of Gen 3 classics their station listeners know and love. We'll link out the playlist in the description for your enjoyment. But we couldn't leave things there. Nope, we could nope. not. <laughs> we did not say us. it was going to be a little spicy, so. Not us, yeah. <laughs> so... Kathy and I, we we had a couple of discussions on on this Gen 3. We did. We really we did. did. We thought this through. We really did. <laughs> and for us, picking a Gen 3 song isn't as hard of a decision because Gen 3, the group, is without a doubt for us BTS. Mm-hmm. We know a lot of hardcore fans for other groups will not agree with us, but the reality is that BTS has simply reached heights that no other group has. So with that said, we did have two main songs from their releases between 2012 and 2017 that battled it out for the top. It, it, yeah. it was, it was it a was, battle. It was, it was a lot. The first song that is in contention is Blood, Sweat and Tears. It came out in 2016 as part of the Wings album, and it put BTS on the map in a brand new way. Although this episode is about the music, the truth is that the music video and concept behind Blood, Sweat, and Tears gave them a completely new image and street cred as to what they could accomplish with a bigger budget. The visuals, coupled with the music, made this song critical for the success of BTS, and this was the year that they won their first death song and started showing signals of what was yet to come. <laughs> Pun intended. Sorry. <laughs> and then the other song is Spring Day, which was released in 2017 as part of the You Never Walk Alone album. And it is a beloved song globally, but it really has a special place in the hearts of South Koreans to the point where it recently reached the milestone of 900 million streams on Korea's premier music app, Melon, making it the most streamed song in the platform's history. Spring Day references the Seoul ferry tragedy, and it showed them taking a stance against the South Korean administration under which the disaster happened. ARMY calls Spring Day the queen as it keeps breaking records and blocking new BTS songs <laughs> from going higher in the charts. It's pretty funny. They actually, there's a, there's a Twitter account called like, says like, I, my name is Spring Day or I am Spring Day. And she acts like she is the song. And like the song is a, like a person or like literally has an entire personality. And it's very funny. So with all of that said, we chose a winner and we're deciding that Gen's 3, the song is... Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Yes, it is. By BTS. Honestly, we're being a little biased. Yeah. We know this. Yeah. We know this. We get it. But at the same time, at least in my opinion... BTS changed K-pop's future mm -hmm. and has made it a whole other thing. Like it, it's, it's taken, I mean, it already was like, I wouldn't call it a monster, but like a, what do you call it? Like a, 
Like a phenomenon? Right. It was already a phenomenon, but they took it to the next level. They made it a little bit more global. And we mm. understand they weren't the first artists to sing English songs or, you know, have tours outside of Korea. But the way and in the scale that they've the done scale, it is just like out of this world, pretty much. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. The competition is stiff and there are yeah. many groups that released amazing music in, in the third generation of K-pop. Both groups from the third generation as well as groups from generations that preceded it. And Gen 3 is, I think, very hotly contested by yeah. the fans, the fan wars. It was a time when social media really took off fan cafes were like a big deal. So K-pop really super transformed during that time. And BTS really took advantage of the communication with the fans. They revolutionized the way in which they provided content with to the fans so that they could have that fan experience boost them even more. And yeah, we're biased. But number one, we tried to not make the decision for Gen 3 by having one of our collaborators choose but they chose not to choose, so then we had to choose. We had no choice but to choose. Take a shot every time I say choose. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like Laura said, the scale at which BTS has managed to do what they have done made this song the choice for us, for Gen 3. Also because it was, like Kathy mentioned earlier, the song that kind of... It wasn't the start of them, obviously, but it was the start of the big, like big, like the, how do you say, like the big beginning, like, like the, the big... momentum. It was, it was, a, it was a turning point for them. It's like they were mm -hmm. on a ship, like at sea, mm -hmm. and 2016 could have very easily gone a very different way, but it was the year that they took the Desang, which was the major award, many multiple Desangs, and basically kind of. People even question the the legitimacy of their awards. They called the streaming company to make sure the streaming company wasn't getting paid for this. The streaming company said, no, ma'am, the views and the listens, all of those numbers were real. So 2016 is a really, really, really pivotal year for BTS. And yeah, that's why we is, chose it. <laughs> this is why we made the choice. If you don't like the choice, DM us. Yeah. Like We're we asked you talk. at the beginning of the episode, we want to inspire a conversation. We want you to think of your own songs that you think are the top for each generation. This is a celebration of K-pop. And yeah. we all want to celebrate in our own ways. And this is how mm -hmm. we choose to celebrate ours. Yeah. And I, I personally really like listening to new songs. So it's fun. Like I actually had abstained from listening to... I had like I had heard Candy, but like covers, I, I don't know if I had ever like actually seen the, the music video, like the original one. And I stopped myself from doing it because I was like, no, we're going to do a <laughs> podcast episode. I want to like feel it for the first time. The same thing with the Wonder Girls. Like I just wanted to like feel it. Mm. And I will definitely check out that Nickelodeon movie. It's only 40 minutes. Like, <laughs> it sounds like something I would really, really, really like. like it does. It does. I, I watch Disney movies and Nickelodeon movies um, as a guilty pleasure. So. We <laughs> love that for you. I'm excited. Celebrate K-pop how you want, Queen. Mm -hmm. And we're not done. We are just about to hit our, our last, but definitely not least. Mm -mm. 
we're finally at Gen 4, which is the generation where we ourselves, Laura and myself, entered the K-pop chat. We said, hi, hand emoji. We didn't ask anyone for help here since we're pretty well acquainted with a lot of the groups and songs here. So we actually kind of led metrics guide us in a way. And we tried to make the decision that made the most sense mm -hmm. for what represented Gen 4's D song. Yeah. When we started our research on uh, fourth gen groups, we decided to look at Spotify streaming numbers. And we get that Spotify is a very Western mm -hmm. uh, platform, but we are in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So we can only speak from what we use and what we see right and we looked into this and there were a lot of articles you know with like top 10 streaming songs from the fourth gen and even though itsy had the most streamed song of the fourth gen with wannabe we actually didn't choose that song as the song because there was a group that had three out of the top five most streamed songs on Spotify. And this group isn't even a year old. <laughs> mm. Do you know who we're talking about? Did we yep. give enough hints? Which one of the things that blew my mind is one of their songs has the number three spot as the most streamed song. And it's just three months old. <laughs> mm -hmm. So with that, we present to you fourth gen's the song. I got nothing to So as you could hear from the snippet, we chose Ditto from New Jeans as the song of the fourth gen. <laughs> it's that the numbers are staggering. <laughs> I can't, and I can't, you know, it's not just the numbers, like there's so much to it. When when we went to Korea in November, I think by this point we we knew, of course, like hype boy attention. And we're, we're into new jeans at this point, but not like obsessed yet. Like we were not really like, we hadn't bought in truly. Like we liked the songs, we liked the concept, we liked all the things that we had seen, but not too, too like, like not to the standpoint. And then we got to Korea and then we saw their faces everywhere and we heard their songs <laughs> everywhere. Every single like store was playing their music, every single like restaurant people were doing challenges in the street for their songs like it was insane and their ads like their 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 sponsorships were like everywhere on the ad on the on the metro stations so it was very apparent that they had the country in a chokehold and it's just getting started they literally just debuted july 22nd 2022 like it's yeah. not, they're not even a year old <laughs> like they're not even a year old and uh, in case you guys didn't know, they're under Adore, which is a Hybe label. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of going back and forth on this. And some people might say, oh, it's because they have a really big label behind them. But that's not necessarily true because Hybe has debuted a lot of groups on the fourth gen. And they haven't reached this level of like impact with such a small amount of time like ditto 
was released December 19, 2022. So that's like four months, 280 million streams. Itsy with Wannabe is from March 2020. So that's over three years and they have 293 million streams. Like that's only a difference of 13 million. And I, we've been preparing for this episode for a while and I've looked at these numbers like previously to today mm. and it's grown so much like so much it's insane i mean i can comfortably say that like five million of the listens that ditto has are mine Same. like with, without a doubt because i love for some reason their music really gets to me and like on the highway when i'm driving and i just want to belt and i cannot belt for anyone who doesn't know like my voice is not a voice so I, I really can't belt, but I really like feel it. And yeah, I I think New Jeans is probably rounding out Gen 4. Like yeah. Gen, Gen 4 is supposed to end this year. And people say like when they do conversations or when they have conversations around the generations, they say it's not just about a year specifically, like keeping it to every five years. It's also about what happened in the industry that was like a tectonic shift. Like what was such a big moment? What was something that came out that truly like revolutionized? So maybe in a few years, looking back, people might say that Gen 5 started with new jeans in 2022. It might might change even the generation just because of what they have accomplished in such little time, which is historic, unprecedented. So I kind of was like mind blown when I was looking at this a while back, not even a while back. I looked at the numbers, March 26. That's like what? A week ago, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Ditto was at 255 million streams. So in two weeks, it went from 255 to 280. So in two more weeks, it's not (laughs) going to have to worry about Itsy. Itsy wanna be. Not at all. It would have been the top song. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Like. I don't think I'll ever be able to <laughs> recoup from these numbers. No, it's it's it, the thing is that these numbers are so big that we can't actually fathom it. Like yeah. as humans, it's impossible yeah. for us. It's absolutely batshit insane. It really is. And 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 honestly, that's why when we started talking about this fourth gen immediately, we were both like it has to be new jeans like we love there's a lot of groups that we like that we follow that we listen to their music that we've gone to their concerts like fourth gen obsessed Mm -hmm. but what new jeans has done Mm -hmm. again it's borderline generation ending like they're 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 bookmarking it they're bookending Mm -hmm. it we don't know if in a few years people will say that this is actually gen 5 already because of them and honestly, their music also sounds, I mean, personally, it, it sounds different to me than a lot of the other fourth mm-hmm. gen groups. E- even like, I mean, obviously, uh, boy groups have a very different sound mm-hmm. than girl groups in general. But even within like the girl groups, they have a very different, very distinct sound. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think you're right. This might be in the future something that people think, maybe yeah. fit, the fifth gen started here yeah we're talking about a generation's the song 
which is hard to do when the generation is still technically ongoing. Yeah. And again, there's so many other groups and songs and things that we considered for this, but in two weeks, it's going to be the most streamed song of the generation, starting with that. Mm-hmm. And then the impact that they have had, like, again, when we mentioned the sponsorships and stuff, but when we went to Korea in November, which was what, five months into their debut, mm-hmm. they had an Apple sponsorship that had their faces plastered all over Seoul. Like, mm-hmm. That has to be expensive prime time real estate. And they had, we also like watched TV at, at a couple of hotels and they had ads running on TV. Like that is expensive. Right now, they just got an insane sponsorship with Coca-Cola and they released or the, the song for Coca-Cola Zero. They have another sponsorship with Levi's that just got announced. And they also have been sponsored by Nike. Like we are talking about four of the most recognized brands in the world right that are betting and saying we want these girls to ha- like represent us and put their faces everywhere and they're not even like 21 yeah, yeah. oh that's true as my as, as people they're not even 21 <laughs> that's true they wouldn't we- even be able to have a drink here in the states to, to nope. toast to their accomplishments nope we actually also sent a picture of uh, some of the fourth gen girl groups and and boy groups to our friend who's a just just turned one as a K-popy as a K-popy, and she immediately <laughs> recognized New Jeans and she did not recognize the other groups and the other groups have been putting out very popular songs mm-hmm. and they're touring. Since- yeah, since she's become a K-poppy. Like, I'm pretty sure if we put the song, she'll She would know who we're it. talking about, right. But visually, she could only recognize new jeans, which, yeah. again, like... It's huge. It's huge. <laughs> like, like, how many how many groups have been around for forever? When we went to the taping of the K-pop show, the show mm-hmm. in Seoul, right? We saw a bunch of groups that we had never heard of before. We saw groups like Highlight that have been around from the dawn of time literally like have been through a rebranding have lost members have literally changed everything and they had just like tried to have a resurgence and we it was the first time that we heard about them right like what what new jeans has accomplished everyone else wishes was their story right and that's why we chose them it just made sense why, to it that's it why they are gen force the song performers I guess. performers yeah that's why we chose their song in conclusion we couldn't pick every song because then this episode would be never ending yeah so we hope that you even if you don't agree you enjoyed listening to the songs listening to the reasoning behind each person's or each group's reasoning why they chose it and hopefully it makes you want to check out more music. Yeah. Check out groups you might not have heard of before. Yeah. And if you're interested in a particular generation, you can also feel free to head over to the channels of the collaborators that pitched in their opinions for this episode. So once again, thank you so much to Shannon and Angelica at Ask Me About K-Pop. We want to thank Chris and Chan at CCTV Pops and our friends at Official K-Pop Highway Radio who provided us an entire playlist for Gen 3 that we can bop to. And you might hear a lot of songs there that you haven't heard before. And you can also listen to their radio, which is hosted online. And I've listened to their 
streams before and I always find new music that I had never heard like before because we can sometimes think like oh yeah we know k-pop like whatever but then we always get hit with things that we're like oh what is this so even if you think you've been around and you know there's always something that like you don't know or it might remind you that it existed that you completely forgot about that's the beauty of k-pop there's literally so much to listen to and in every single genre and flavor that you can think of so yeah so much it's content fun. too mm -hmm. so with that thank you so much for listening see you next time oh also happy birthday k-pop happy birthday king poppy <laughs> bye, bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K podcast. Dale. Bye.